Okay, welcome to another episode of Melda Law and Friends. Uh, we are not at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill today. This is a special podcast version of Melden Law and Friends. Uh, Jeffrey is flying up to D.C. Uh, this Monday, so he's unable to host. And uh, I'm happy here to be able to step in. And And we have a great guest later today. And I think uh, it's worth uh, tuning in, especially if you want to know a little bit about your financial uh, well-being and how to preserve your uh, financial future. So before we go to our first guest, uh, what I want to do is uh, do our upcoming announcements, giveaways, and events for Meldalaw and Friends. So uh, the first one, uh, and bear with me, I've got to read them from my my list here, is uh, Veterans Making a Difference Program. The Meldalaw News Veterans Making a Difference Program is an initiative established to honor veterans or veteran organizations in the North Central Florida community. It's our Meldon, way, Meldon Law way of saying thank you and giving back to the veterans who have given so much to their community and to their country. Any veteran or veteran organization that is making a positive impact on the community is eligible to be nominated, and those selected will receive recognition on CBS 4 News, a $500 cash award, and a customized plaque. Nominating someone is simple. Just email vets at mycbs4.com to nominate. The participating counties include Alachua, Levy, Gilchrist, and Dixie County. So Veterans Making a Difference program, we've been doing it for many years, and it's always good to give back to the people who have served our country, uh, which uh, we very much appreciate here at Melvin Law. We also have uh, a ticket giveaway for UF versus FSU. On Saturday, November 25th, the Florida Gators will be uh, taking on the in-state rivals, Florida State Seminoles. Game is going to be at 7 p.m. on Saturday night. That is, uh, of course, Thanksgiving week. Uh, the Florida State Seminoles uh, will be coming into town, ranked in the top five, uh, undefeated most likely. So it's going to be a huge game, and we're going to give away two tickets. Uh, head to our Facebook page at Melden Law on, for instructions on how to win the tickets and join us uh, during this incredible game. And uh, the last talking point we have is, of course, uh, we have our more uh, one more um, uh, note for the fans out there. If you want to ever go to a, a volleyball game or a men or women's basketball game, you have to key into our Facebook page, the Meldon Law Facebook page, uh, so you can always enter to win these free tickets. Uh, the the ba- women's basketball team is going to be very good this year. The men's basketball team lost a very close game to Virginia and Charlotte. North Carolina uh, earlier this week, uh, or I guess it would be last week now, uh, but they look to be much improved from last year. So support our uh, ladies and men's basketball teams. And of course, uh, we always uh, want to support the other, the spring sports as well. So with that being said, uh, I want to go and start with our first guest. And uh, we're happy to do this via Zoom today. Um, our first guest is Brian L. Harris, and he comes with us from WP, WB Accounting Services. Uh, Mr. Harris, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, thank you. How you doing? I'm doing great today. I'm doing great. This is the new. This is the first time I've done it via Zoom. So okay. usually we do it face to face, but I'm so glad to be of the technology to be able to communicate in this way. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So, uh, Brian, um, obviously, uh, you uh, are an accountant, and uh, yes. we're here today to talk about finances, which all of our viewers uh, obviously uh, 
probably want to hear about. But before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about you. Uh, where where are you from originally, Brian? From uh, Chicago, Illinois. And uh, born and raised? Oh, yes. Born and raised in Chicago, Illinois, yes. So um, I'm assuming you were a Bulls fan growing up, huh? Uh, yeah, kind of that way with Michael Jordan being <laughs> Scotty Pippen and all the, the six championships. Yeah, kind of yeah. neat fall. <laughs> that was my that was my hero growing up. I was in the in the uh, mid eighties and early nineties. That, that, yeah. that was his airness. Uh, yeah. Chicago uh, is an incredible uh, city. I, I, the um, apparently the growth of Chicago in the past 20, 30 years has been tremendous. And uh, do you get a chance to go back up there? Of course, here every now and then, yeah, I get a chance to go back up there. But yeah, it's it's, it's still growing bigger. People are moving there and people are moving away. So, but it's still Chicago. The downtown area is nice. That's where you want to go to. And that's where you got your, your start in accounting, right? Yes, it is. Yes. So tell me a little bit about your, what your first job was in accounting. Oh, they made me a junior associate accountant, uh, like 2006, getting my feet wet. You know, uh, I served in the military during desert storm and got out within the Marine. And, you know, I was kind of looking for something, some, something to do. Um, I didn't know really what I wanted to do when I got out. Uh, so I first went into the police department and worked with Chicago Police Department for like nine years. And then kind of got an interest in going into finances and understanding taxes. Um, I had a tax uh, prepared for me. Um, the relationship was good, but then for some reason something happened, I don't know. And they just stopped communicating. So, you know, and I said, well, I didn't know what to do. You know, I had all these taxes. I'm like, what do I do? So I, I went, hooked up a book, looked into uh, H&R Block had a online program or in, in class and online at the time. So I mm -hmm. went to the person just to, you know, learn about it. And it was really interesting. So from there, I just, I, I sought the degree, you know, got my, my MBA in business and got my uh, concentration in accounting. And wow. I just forth and learned it and I was like wow this is information I didn't know I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there like myself that, that didn't know this information you know so I, I turned it into just a simple curiosity to help myself and to you know eventually making it a business you know and trying to help educate others like myself or people that want to start a business don't know tax law it changes all the time it's so much information I know it could be so overwhelming but I enjoy it so that's kind of how I got my started. And it was with a real estate company at the time. Wow. So that's, that's quite a life you lived. Uh, thank you for your service. You're in the Marines, yes, uh, served in desert storm yes, and then ended up, uh, come, coming back and decided it was that, that's, you know, afterwards, I guess, uh, that's a great, great route to go as accounting. Did you, did you go to school, um, when you were in Chicago and then just start your first job there? Yeah, it was schooled in there, yes. I know you said you had spent some time in D.C. before yeah. then. Well, I got stationed there. That was prior. Like, all this happened after the military. The whole accounting thing happened after. While I was in the military, I was stationed in D.C. I went to Japan, uh, a couple other states overseas a couple of times. So I kind of got moved around a lot of places. Um, South Korea at the time. So I got a chance to travel, see. You know, enjoy myself. And that's when I came back home and started school and then and went forth from there. So 
Uh, you talk about the tax, tax is always changing. I know that there's been some recent tax code changes uh, with regards to uh, individuals' income. I know, uh, do you do you work with individuals or mostly businesses? So this is where my specialty comes in. I, you know, doing accounting for so long and taxes, my biggest thing is the business owners. The small business owners start for themselves, single member LLCs. You know, I've learned that they're getting into the business. It's like myself. And you really didn't know the tax law. You just knew you wanted to make money because that's what everybody tells you. Oh, make money, make a lot of money, go on business for yourself. But you don't understand the financial side on the budgeting, the operational side, when it comes to payroll tax, when it comes to taxes that you may owe, when it comes to different credits available out there for businesses, as well as understanding how to operate like a business. And I noticed the transition from being an employee to being a business owner was a huge discrepancy. And yeah. people were failing within the Absolutely. first three years. They were failing miserably because they, they had the mindset of an employee trying to run a business and it wasn't going to work. So I saw that, that opportunity that I could help a lot of small businesses to thrive by coming in and offer service to them. Um, there's more deductions in those areas. So I found that that was the area that I was specialized in. Uh, I do do individual taxes as well, um, but my specialization is a small business. It sounds like you're doing more than just um, accounting. You're doing consulting, uh, and that's a little bit different. You're not just taking the numbers that business owners are giving you. You're giving them some good advice on what they need to be doing to uh, maximize uh, their, uh, you know, their their tax relief. Well, I mean, for me. Again, this was not, not something they teach you in school. You just got to kind of have a heart for it, passion for it. Mm-hmm. And it makes no sense to just put the numbers in and not tell you what they mean, how to maximize on the deductions, what's changing, having a tax strategy, tax plan meeting with you year round, not waiting till tax season to tell you, oh, you're going to owe a lot of money. But meeting with you and talking with you throughout the year a couple of times to see, hey, is there any light changes going on that's going to affect your taxes? So that's what I learned that I didn't see other people doing at the time. And I kind of niched off of meeting with you, talking to you, educating you and going forth. So the consultation just happened to come into the loop. It was part of it. You know, I can't see how you're really doing a service to someone if you're only talking to them at the time you're doing the taxes. At that mm-hmm. point, it's too late. <laughs> very true. Very. You know, when I was in law school, I, I took a, a course on uh, on taxes. And I remember my professor telling me, or he, he posed the question, what's the difference between tax avoidance and tax evasion? And yeah. tax avoidance is legal and tax evasion is illegal. And yes. uh, the answer was a good accountant. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's what I, <laughs> yeah. I, I got a joke for you too. Uh, they, they gave us when I was in accounts. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that's it. So. So, yeah. you know, what you can do is make sure people are avoiding paying taxes, but legally, so there's, yeah. there's not the consequences because you don't want to be audited uh, as a small business, especially when you're trying to get off the ground. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not just with that, but I do handle um, if you need an abatement that comes up and you do owe taxes, mm-hmm. knowing how to complete the forms and fill them out properly, knowing the different language that needs to be used um, is important. Um and trying to get those penalties reduced, um, especially sometimes people have hardship. You know, during COVID, a lot of people's finances changed. So there was a lot of phone calls I got for 
I owe this, I owe that. I don't have enough money. What can I do? You know, and just helping people out with those abatements. I took that into underneath the umbrella to help out. And then I noticed the um, payroll services. People were having issues with filing. Didn't know who to file. It was owing. So I have a separate payroll division where I can do payroll for all 50 states. So even if you do remotely and people nowadays have gone more, businesses have condensed their overhead expenses to go um, small to Mm -hmm. keep more profit. Now they're hiring people in different states to be at home and do remotely. So even being able to pay those people now and not have to worry about the business owner, have to worry about, well, I don't know the tax law in Pennsylvania. I don't know the tax law in in, in uh, Wyoming or something like that. They hire someone. We can take care of that form and fill out everything for them and they can just continue to run the business and not worry about that financial side of it. That's, I mean, that's, and that's key. That's really is. There's so many different moving parts in it. Now, my notes are, are showing me that you uh, headed to Florida, uh, Tampa, Florida in 2016. What what led the move down to sunny Florida? Well, as we mentioned, I'm from Chicago, and it's cold. And I was, so I want to change. Wherever I go, I want to retire there and be there. So I said, it's got to be somewhere warm. You know, so you don't was, have to pay state income taxes. You know, I didn't think about <laughs> yet which is that i just get away to somewhere warm i wasn't even thinking about that yet i was like but then that came into play too so it was arizona and it was california and it was florida right i visited and and i liked the ocean the beaches here and that was it and the rest is history so are you happy with your move to tampa oh yes yeah definitely definitely yeah arizona was nice but it has no water (laughs) It barely rains. If it does rain, it's like a drop. You miss it. Is that fast? In yeah. California, uh, I was stationed in California, so I didn't want to go back to California. Well, the nice thing about Tampa, too, it's got a nice airport. You can get in and out if you need to travel and, and head back up to, you know, yes, New York, Chicago. Um, so it's a little easier. Well, you know, the more the most attractive thing was is that most of the flights on this side, uh, the coast, and the, all the islands and the cruises are here. So yeah. you just go at me and I could be there faster and then come back and enjoy. So I thought about that too. Yeah. So I you, think that'd be nice. You made a good decision. Well, well, you know, one of the things I want to ask you about is here in Gainesville, we uh, are the home to the Florida Gators. Uh, yeah. And that's, it's been a big deal the past couple of years with NIL, uh, name, image, and likeness. So all these kids now, are getting paid for uh, sponsorships, you know, and college and they're 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. Some of them are making millions of dollars at a very young age and they're getting paid, uh, you know, through these businesses. But one of the issues that have come up is that they never paid, they've never paid taxes before. They don't know how to declare income. They don't know how to deal with those situations. And so, you know, that's something that, um, I get asked by some of the student athletes sometimes is, do you know a good tax person? Uh, so I don't know. Do you think, is that something that you think WB accounting services can help with? Um, I can definitely speak with them to give more information because there's a lot of things that are going to play a part in that. Um, according to IRS, you know, code is it viewed as income. You know, there are certain scholarships you talk about that you don't have to pay back and there's some that they do require you to pay back. 
Are they still being filed as a dependent underneath their parents? You know, there's a whole lot of other things that need to be answered before I can say, oh, yeah, no, you don't have to pay. Oh, yes, you do. You know, so I would never just shoot off something like that without getting more information directly from the person. Absolutely. Because every person is case by case. And if one may amount different than the other, it's going to be different, you know. So well, it's tough being 18, 19. You go, you go from high school to making, you know, six figures and, and at that age. I don't know about you, but if, when, if I was 18 or 19, I was making that much money, I would uh, be blowing it pretty quickly. So yeah. get some good financial advice because unfortunately they may have to pay taxes on this money. And that's the worst case scenario as they come off owing uh, all these taxes. So it just depends. I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. It just depends on how the scholarship was written. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I used to think all of them was, you know, have to pay them back. Then I learned that some of them do have a, a specific jargon on how they have to be recouped back or if they're free and you don't have to pay them. You know, especially like someone low income, subsidy, a lot of children, you know, they have different programs that they can apply for that they end up not having to pay back. So, but in this case, this sounds like something uniquely different that I would have to sit down with the individual and have a conversation and see how much money, how long has it been, you know, all those different questions I would need to know. Uh, are they married? Are they single? Do they have any children? Like, it's a lot to play into it. Maybe they want to start a new business with that money. I mean, that, there's some ideas there, too, to make sure they can have some tax um, relief. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, that would be something I would have to look into personally i don't deal with a lot of those so i won't admit but just it just started the the supreme court uh allowed it to happen a couple of years ago so now uh kids yeah. can get get paid and uh not lose their eligibility which is a good thing you know i think uh, young young kids who uh are spending their life on the football field you know need to be compensated it's a very violent sport and they only have so many years they can play so you know, even at 18 19 it's something that that is a good thing so long as they have the right people surrounding them that are looking out for their best interests. But um, right. let's uh, let's do this. Um, sometimes we go to a break here, but because we're on a podcast, I'm going to roll through this and you're doing a great job. Uh, one of the things I want to talk to you about is you know the law and how the law uh, interacts with taxes. And this is something we talked a little bit about before the podcast started. Essentially, uh, sometimes when our clients hire us as a law injury law firm and we get a settlement for them, some of it p- potentially could be uh, taxable, especially in a verdict. So I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about your knowledge of uh, wh- where people should be careful with regards to lawsuits and, and getting income. And most of your, your clients are all from accidents or injuries. Yes. So, so Brian, most of our clients are, it's usually car accidents, slip and falls. It's the, it's the type of lawyers you see on the billboards, right? So most of our clients, they, they've gone, they, they were driving, they got hit, they, uh, they got injured and they, um, through no fault of their own, they have these bills, they have to pay for their costs, their fees, and then they get a settlement. And part of our job is to make sure that they get that money in their pocket. However, Sometimes we have to be careful because that money that goes into their pocket could be taxable to, depending on the circumstances. True, true. So, okay. Well, with that being said, um, 
if if it's a physical injury, um, and it's compensatory, you know, saying that right, um, basically that's considered non-taxable. So they don't have to worry about that at all. The catch to it when it becomes taxable is if they have punitive damages attached to it. So the portion that wasn't taxable, it's fine. You don't have to report that on your Schedule 1 underneath other income, which should be, should be Box 8. You would just now report only the punitive damages minus any attorney fees and other fees that came along with that that would be justified as deducted. And that's so, a great point. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so punitive damages are meant to punish the company. Compensatory yep. damages are are designed to make you whole or put you back in a place you were before the accident. And that's why the government doesn't tax you for compensatory damages because you're not really getting anything. You're not making any any income. You're just getting yourself put back to where you were before the accident. Whereas right. damages is meant to say, you know, for example, a big company that intentionally poisons people and knows that they're doing it, they may get hit with $20 million of punitive damages or whatever amount of money. And right. those would be taxed because those are not meant to compensate the person who's making the claim. Right, exactly. Now and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm not saying this happens to you, but I'm sure you might've seen or heard of it. You have people that have been involved in an accident and really nothing was wrong with them. And then for some reason you have a police officer that tells them, hey, I think you should go to the hospital. And they'll say, hey, nothing's wrong with me. Or their friends will say, hey, man, you should go to the hospital. You can get paid. You still got to get a police. They got, you know, they're hyping them up and telling them all this information. Well, you go to the hospital, a doctor looks at you. They really can't find anything wrong with you. So they just send you home with some generic diagnosis or whatever the case may be. But it's part of the, the documentation that's part of the case for the case now. So they give you, they give it to you and you say, okay, well, this is a, this is a decent, we can do something with this. They might've had some minor little scrapes on them or something like that. But then they talking about emotional distress. Mm -hmm. So now this is where it's tricky. If, if there's no paperwork to document the physical injury, even though they was involved in it, but they get awarded the emotional distress, the emotional distress that's not connected to a physical injury is taxable. Right. Well, luckily, we're lucky in the state of Florida because you have to prove a permanent injury to get a recovery. Mm -hmm. So, at least in car accident cases. So, yeah. obviously, we got to make sure people are injured. Uh, and then, in Florida, is one of the only two states where you have ten thousand dollars of your medical uh, bills paid under PIP, uh, even if you're not, even if you're fault or not not at fault. So, it's good if you need to go to the hospital or the urgent care center because you get that first ten thousand dollars paid by the other party's insurance company or by your own if they don't have insurance. But you're right. I mean, if you don't prove a permanent injury, you can't get a recovery and okay. you're going to be out of out of pocket. And that's something that, that people need to understand is that, you know, if you're not injured, you don't have a case. If you're injured, uh, then it's worth going in, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, and I, I, will, I will add something else to this, you know, because we talked about physical injuries and settlements. Now, say, for instance, you got a physical injury from a car accident and you got the settlement for it and you say, oh, OK, great. I don't have to pay taxes. There's an exception to that. So I'm yes. going to make. OK, there's an exception. If prior to that year, you itemized it on your schedule, a underneath the medical, 
you have to subtract that now from that and that would be income now that portion would be income right so careful yeah that would don't, don't mess with it until the case is over yeah don't don't file the taxes get an extension with your accountant cpa or tax repair if you know you're going through a settlement dealing with an accident there's going to be a high amount of medical bills being spent just it's better just to get an extension don't file immediately right away let the case go through and then go ahead and file that way you can keep the entire amount instead of having to subtract it from what you actually tried to itemize as a deduction on your, your schedule a that's interesting advice so that's something that people out there should be listening uh, to is making sure that they don't um, prematurely start declaring uh, deductions yeah early and also we're talking beforehand you know if you have economic wage loss arguments like for example you get hurt and you get injured and you have to miss work for six months if you if part of your your judgment or settlement specifically states you got six months worth of wage or uh, wage loss recovery that's actually taxable because yes. it would have been taxable otherwise yes it is so that so that's something that the clients don't really get sometimes. So we have to explain to them, you, you got to be careful claiming economic loss and you have to be very conservative. If you want to ask uh, the insurance company to give you economic loss, you better be able to prove it. And you have to be willing to pay those taxes on that recovery. I know you don't deal with this a lot, but um, like your title seven, your civil acts right for discrimination at the workplace and stuff like that, the those those are always taxable. So I know you may feel, but just in case the listeners might be listening, those are taxable. So people in a rush to hurry up and sue for that, just better be aware you're getting a lot of money minus attorney fees, minus any hospital fees, saying you're emotionally distressed. You can deduct that. But if it's millions and millions of dollars, you're going to get taxed on that. If you were saying that's because it's not connected to a physical injury. No, uh-uh. anything dealing with emotional distress not connected with a physical injury is, is taxable, especially those discrimination lawsuits. Those are taxable and people don't realize it. You know, they want to hurry up and sue. But just understand, you're not going to see all that money. <laughs> Some of it's going to belong to IRS. So you got it. You got yeah. it. Yeah. So that's those are these are all great considering. Look, we deal with things like this all the time. I mean, I don't know. You probably don't have to deal with this a with this a lot, but we have clients that get recoveries and our concern is we don't want them to lose their government benefits, whether it's social security, Medicaid, Medicare uh, on their recovery. And that's something that, you know, we bring in specialists all the time that deal with what are the, what are the government implications of, of the settlement and which we don't, the, the last thing we want is to have a client lose their benefits because of the settlement. Because uh, benefits are oftentimes collected forever, and you know how that, that works when you're dealing, you know, uh, with the uh, IRS. I mean, you have to be very, very careful. Uh, the 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 federal government is is not very sympathetic uh, to certain circumstances. <laughs> I no, like uh, for, so. For example, if the government government insurance includes Medicare, Medicaid, there's supplemental government insurance. There's a law in the floor that says if you get a recovery and government insurance pays for it, they have a right to claw back that money from your settlement. And the clients need to know that ahead of time so they can make a determination, you know, how much they want to settle the case for because 
if they don't give that money back to the government, they're going to come after you. Yeah, it's considered like income. So uh, IRS code, they have up to 10 years and they can go back and recoup that money. So if they like to. Yeah. And if you have in a special circumstances, depending on the time frame, they can cease and hold that 10 years and then start it back up fresh, depending on the, the exemptions from it. So they can go back. Wow. They can go back and get money from you up to 10 years and they can hold that 10 years and then start it when they feel like based on different extenuating circumstances. So, yeah, so they can come back. <laughs> You're not well, free. You're, You're never free. free. You are yeah. never free. So, still, they still got that that window open. So, 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 Brian, you have two offices: one in Tampa, the other one in Holiday, Florida. Where is Holiday, Florida? Oh, uh, it's just south of Newport Ridge. Okay, so is it a, a smaller city? Yeah, it's a small town. Yeah, very small town. And that's great. And and tell me about the origin of the name WB Accounting Services. Uh. I changed it to that after some years of doing in business and I didn't want the tax and bookkeeping service to be the only headline of the business. I wanted to have a more umbrella that covers a multitude of different services. So I just wanted to make it known to consumers or people looking for, you know, taxes, looking for bookkeeping, looking for payroll, um, anything underneath that accounting umbrella. And I made it the name accounting and the WB initials they're not mine so i know you probably wondered yeah so me this is just my model this is my thinking my understanding i understand more that that it's not about the amount of money that you make that makes you become wealthy or the world sees the world wealthy as having monetary money or property or goods to sell or just wealth but overall i learned that tax law is your biggest um, entry level to understand it, how to be wealthy because everyone knows how to make money. Now there's so many electronic platforms out there that teach you how to make money. Now that's so different from the seventies, eighties and nineties. We didn't have access to it, but now everybody knows how to make money, whatever way you want to do it. But the key is the wealthy people that I learned that I watched and looked at the way they kept their wealth is because they knew the tax law. They hired someone that understood that, and they were able to learn to legally avoid, as you say, tax avoidance, keep their money instead of giving it all over to the government. So I learned that that's where true wealth is right now in one aspect, depending on your opinion. But learning how to keep what you earn, the majority of it, is true wealth to me. So that's why I called it WB, which stands for Wealth Building Accounting Service. I love it. Yes, sir. Building <laughs> So that's good. I did not know that. So, but that was that's actually amazing advice, and it's true that the the ability to to maintain wealth has yeah. to, with you know, having yeah. thoughtfulness in what you're doing and, and planning out what you're going to spend, you know, what yeah. your costs are, what's your revenue, you know, yeah. how are you going to make it, and and you know, a lot of times there's write offs that you don't even know about, oh. um, and you got it, and it's really important to talk about this. So. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a couple more questions. If, if someone wanted to contact you, a business out in the air, or, and, and ask you, you know, for some com- consulting advice, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, they can call, email, or go to the website. Um, and the phone number 
That is 727-388-6632. Or they can go to the website, which is the name of the business, which is wbaccountingservices.com. And then all the contact information is there. The email, phone number, the, the website is service. No S at the end of service. At mm-hmm. gmail.com. Those are the three ways they can get in touch. The website is always the easiest, uh, especially for time sakes, because it has the appointment calendar link on there. And they can go to the appointment calendar and pick the category that they need consultation services in, and they can click it and schedule an appointment at their convenience date and time. That's pretty much the easiest way with people being on the go and being busy. Um, and I would recommend they go to the website that's easier for them to go on the phone at any time and do it. That's great. And, and, and if it would be your ideal client, if you had to describe your ideal client. My ideal client is someone that needs, needs our help. That's my ideal client. That's as blanket as I can make. It. Yeah, that's it, pretty broad. Yeah. yeah. I, if you need, if you need help and you don't know what you're doing and you're lost, come see us. If you want to learn more about how to be a business owner, how to start a business, about tax law, about how can I improve, come see us. If you are, especially if you're a small business, if you're an individual, that's fine too. We can definitely help you. If you want to learn to cut back on some of your overhead, put together a budget, learn to budget and stick to the budget properly, get your financial statements and look at them quarterly or monthly and go over them to improve your financial situation. Even from a personal standpoint, that's a client for us. I love it. And, and Brian, if people aren't located in Tampa or Holiday, can they still retain your services? Of course. Yes, of course. Only state I don't deal with for taxes is California and New York. Okay. So places I don't do taxes for. <laughs> so you're active in 48 out of the 50 states. I'll do the other one, yes. I have <laughs> forms, everything. When I first got trained, I got trained in state and federal, so I understand the state and federal level of taxes. Every state has different state tax perks than other states do. So I'm familiar with them. I have clients in other states right now. So everybody's not in Florida. Okay. I pay I love it. And payroll is in 50 states. Now that's the only time I'll do New York and California is payroll service. Doing payroll so, service. Yeah. So, cause I see sometimes doing quarterly budgeting, like right now I meet with clients when we talk about reducing some of the overhead costs, one thing that doesn't come up often I notice is people never reshop their their um, vendors or who they deal business with, especially with the prices going up on everything. And I'm like, well, you've been having general liability for 10 years. Have you ever reshopped it to see if you can get a lower rate? You know, mm-hmm. just a simple thing. People get so comfortable with certain people or certain companies because they got a big name, but you're spending a lot of money where well, you could save for the same thing by going to a broker or a smart right. company. I know you're smart because I tell my clients the same thing about insurance. I, I change my insurance companies almost every year and I always shop around for the lowest premium for the most amount of coverage. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's just a little bit of due diligence. And yeah. these clients have, my clients have had Allstate for 20 years and they're like, I don't want to drop them. They're my, they're, they've been my insurance company for 20, 20 years. I'm like, Allstate doesn't care about you. I said, you need to care about you. And you need to get lower premiums and more coverage, right? I, I I don't just stop at one area. I look at everything. I mean, I'm talking about from how you spend your money every weekend 
Are you just going here, putting money on more liabilities instead of building into more assets to return back to you? I have a deep, deep, genuine conversation with people. You know, I'm not going to just surface tell you like something else, but someone else doesn't fit them. This is tailored to you. Like, what is your two-year goal? What is your five-year goal? Questions some people don't even think about. Like when they start a business, they never even think about sometimes retiring from the business and selling the business for your retirement. Mm-hmm. They just go straight to these retirement plans. And I'm like, well, that's great to have it. But what did you really open the business for? You can't work this business forever. So are you going to pass it down to the children? Are you going to build an inheritance? Are you going to retire from it? Like these are real conversations people don't think about sometimes that I speak to. They just think about make the money, make the money. But you haven't even thought further than that. Yeah. <laughs> You're exactly right. You need to know your assets. You need to know your yeah. You get, yeah. There's certain concepts that that most people, I'd say probably 80% of Americans don't have any idea about. And it's unfortunate because they are uh, their wealth uh, building and wealth management uh, concepts that there's people like you that can help them. And the amount of money that you save them is probably a drop in the bucket for what you charge. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a smaller company, so I don't have to have the huge over here, like huge big accounting firm. So I can, I can manage the, the cost effectiveness more efficiently, you know, then you, and, you know, people want to go to a big firm. That's great. You know, but I, I want to stay small for a reason. Cause I'm looking for quality, not, not not quantity looking for those special individuals that i can help means more to me than that and if they like to send someone else i can help them that'd be great but i keep it it's a smaller you know office just so i can be more qualitative to to the clients because that's what's missing that i learned through the course of my years no one's really sitting down and talking to you they're just doing your taxes giving it to you and yeah. see you next year you know, but they have no clue on how to get better, what just happened. They don't even know if there could have been more money they could have got. They just happy with what they got. You know, so it's like they don't even know if they could have not paid those those taxes. I've had situations like that. You know, it's not like the type of account that every every business needs, honestly. Well, <laughs> so my answer to your question originally was who's the ideal client? It's hard to say. It's just whoever needs needs our help. You know, that's it. Whoever wants to learn, whoever wants to get educated, who really wants to come out of that situation financially, they owe in taxes every year. They they constantly getting hit with penalties and don't know how to get out of paying these taxes that they might have owed for years ago, and they just traumatize and don't know what to do. You know, those are the people I'm looking at. Brian, uh, this was a great interview. I'm I'm sad that we're running out of time here, but you did an excellent job. I really appreciate you coming in and and talking with our audience. And uh, we uh, we'll have you back again in the future. We'll get Jeffrey in there with you uh, over at Spurriers. But in the yes, meantime, sorry. we want to thank you for your time and no uh, Sean. here and, and giving us some good advice. So uh, once yes. again, uh, Brian Harris with WB Accounting Services. You can reach him via email. Uh, the website's best or phone number. And uh, one last time, you want to talk, uh, just l- l- give your contact info and then we'll uh, we'll uh, end the episode. Yeah, so we can be reached here Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for anybody that might be in a different state viewing this. Um, the contact number is 727-388-6632. You can also go to the website, 
at wbaccountingservices.com. And then the email address will be service at gmail.com. Um, other than that, uh, I look forward to hearing from some people that maybe watch this podcast to see if we can definitely help them out. Uh, thank you again for having me on this podcast. It's been a really great opportunity. And if anybody has any questions that come to you later on and you want to give me a list of topics and you want me to come back and I can see what their needs are and I can definitely come back and, and be specifically talking about those particular situations dealing with taxes and accounts. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Brian, for your time. And uh, we'll uh, hopefully catch up with you soon. Yes, sir. You have a great day, sir. Thank you, you so too. much. Yes, sir. Thank you. Then went to our final credits, and uh, I want to thank everybody out there for listening to our uh, Melden Law and Friends podcast. Please stay tuned next week, and uh, Jeffrey will be back in studio. So, uh, as always, uh, go Gators, and we'll see you next week. Go. Thursday, November 30th at the Touchdown Terrace at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Experience a once-in-a-lifetime VIP meet-and-greet with Tim. Hear his heartfelt stories and his unyielding dedication to the most vulnerable. With your support, we can extend the reach of the Kiara Grace Foundation to save precious lives in Latin America. Get your ticket before they sell out. Don't miss your chance to meet Tim Tebow, be inspired, and make a tangible difference. Jeffrey, what are you doing? Well, I'm joining the band, of course. Since Melvin Law is the official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, I want to help. Dad, we're litigators. Let's stick to helping people in the courtroom. Well, can we still hang out and jam a little bit? At Melvin Law, we won't back down. I was going down a one-way street and a girl that was driving her car T-boned me on my scooter. I ended up going for an MRI and discovering that I had two herniated discs. Coming to Cary allowed me to not have to worry about what doctor I was going to see or what physical therapist I had to go to. They say, these are the people we trust. You're going to have a great experience there. And I honestly did each time. Call Melvin Law. Your consultation is absolutely free. I was driving behind a lady and very suddenly she moved out of the way. There was a log laying in the road. And when I hit my brakes, I went on top of the log. I had two herniated discs. I just haven't been the same since. Jeffrey Melvin fought for me all the way. Him and his team really went there for me. Throughout the whole lawsuit, he made sure that my bills was paid. It was never no whenever I called him and asked him for something. Call Melvin Law right now. And I was in an accident. Someone ran a red light and hit me, and I was hurt. You don't know where to turn. Luckily, I called Jeffrey. These big insurance companies, they don't want you to win. They truly don't. But Jeffrey and his firm and the people that work here, they just really fight for you. You call the law offices of Jeffrey Melvin because you're going to need help, and they will help you. Call Melvin Law right now. Hey, Sammy, look who's there. Say hi. Hey. <gasps> you again. Melvin Law, Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! The 
somebody else hit us, hit us yeah, here yeah. when we... Here we go again. And I was in an accident. Someone ran red light and hit me, and uh, I was hurt. 